This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. I first want to give a personal appreciation for my close you did Rabbi Nasha Borden, who put a lot of love effort in making a maimed to be mechabed zichroi of our Rebbe. Um, I'm sure people here know a lot more about how much Tircha went into this and made a schus of our Rebbe, who Menasha did so much for him and helped so much, made stand instead for him as Mishpacha and Tzatzoyim, 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 Adoylam. I'm not sure if the Olam here is, consists of Talmidim, Talmidim of Talmidim, um, people who just heard about him and came to give a covet to a Gavu Rabbad Moid. Um, but what I would like to say are words that don't so much describe the person, but the void that he filled in our lives. For all the people for the hundreds and thousands of people that were kosher to Rabbi Moshe, b'nimei nafsham, he filled a void, something that had been missing until they came to him. And Avelos is always an expression of something being torn from you, something being taken out from you. And I would like to try to describe what was the void that he filled and what's the void that he left with his Ptira. The Ramam says, Moshe Rabbeinu le'eminu ba'yisro b'ne'oise she'osa. Moshe Rabbeinu Klayasol did not believe in him because of miracles. And the Rambam, very famous Rambam, Rambam describes that miracles are always undependable and it's not something we can rely on. Uba'me'eminu boy, what was it that they were able to believe in him. We've witnessed our own eyes. Our ears heard and not another person. And Moshe walked over to that fire. We hear Akarach Baruch who say, Moshe, Moshe, Lechem, Morlem, Kafikach. Moshe, Moshe, Go tell them the Torah, the mitzvahs, etc. So the Rambam is describing our personal experience of Moshe Rabbeinu getting from Torah from Hakadosh Baruch Hu and hearing Hakadosh Baruch Hu say Moshe Moshe Lecha Morlehem is what was for us the personal experience of revelation. Ramosha once was mayor. He once pointed out a, a problem. There is no such pasuk as Moshe Moshe Lecha Marlehem. It doesn't exist. The only time Moshe Moshe is mentioned is by the snare. Um Lecha Marlehem is not quite there, not certainly not in that context. But I could understand the paraphrasing. We heard a Baruch Hu tell Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe and Marlehem. 
But why Moshe Moshe? It is true. Chazal say that every time HaKadosh Baruch Hu called Moshe Rabbeinu, he called him Moshe Moshe. But it still doesn't answer. Why would the Rambam... The Rambam is, is, is using this as a phrase to describe what is that imminent experience of being together and hearing it. So why mix in a, a medrash that says that it was always called Moshe Moshe? It really, really is very odd and seems out of place. I don't remember what Moshe said. I remember the Ha'ara. I'd like to try and understand a little bit about the meaning of that repetition of Moshe Moshe. The Chazal, Medrash, Nazar, they point out that four people had their name repeated, Avram, Moshe, Shmuel, and by all, Yaakov, by all of them, there is the way in which the timing in the Pasik um, punctuated there's some sort of there's some sort of gap, which is natural. When I call somebody out of Chavivus, I you know I say Yaakov Yaakov. There's a pause. It's not Yaakov Yaakov. It's Yaakov Yaakov. There's some sort of pause. That's a natural pause when the when the repetition is out of Chavivus. The trump by Moshe does not have that pause. And the Zohar points it out. Chazal pointed out, and there are different terutsim. One is that he never stopped his nevur. One is that he always had nevur. He was a Kaddish from the day he was born. And one of them is the Mesorah brings, uh, the, the Mirchas Shai brings a, a Mesorah that says that since it was the Aspaklaria Meira, it was Moshe Rabbeinu's clarity. Moshe Rabbeinu had nevuah with, with a total clarity. That's why it's, there's no psik between the Moshe and Moshe. Not quite clear what the Kesher is. The other pshatim, that there's no psik, there's no hefsik, because he always was Kaddish, or a Navi, he always, it never stopped. It makes sense. Spaklaria Meira, a little bit harder to understand what the Leipasik is. And I'll try to explain that, and Bimela will understand what the Rambam wants. The Kuzari says, when he speaks about the, the, the uh, Melech of the Kuzarim, asks the Chaver, describe to me a little bit about the uh, mystical works that Kaisel has. So the Chavar answers, There's something called Sefer Yitzira. And he gives a two-sentence description of what Sefer Yitzira is about. He says it's a very, very deep work, and it needs a lot of explanation. But he says, This work teaches us, so this is his brief description. 
And it reads as follows. We recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu in two facets. One is the extraordinary diversity, the extraordinary diversity in creation, the, the, the riot of different manifestations of life, existence, everything about it. And we see HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Dafka, in the distinctions and differences, who could possibly make so many different um, elements, uh, beings, entities, and so on? And that's one way with Taifa Sakharish Baruch Hu. And the second way with Taifa Sakharish Baruch Hu is the underlying unity of all of creation, which comes down to the one, and that is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the Kuzari tells us, he's explaining that Sefer Yitzira is teaching us that the recognition of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is two-faceted. And from both ends of creation, we need to reach and understand HaKadosh Baruch Hu. One is the extraordinary diversity, Marabu Masech Hashem, and the other one is the unity, where everything really comes down to one. And the more we've progressed, actually, in Chachmas Ateva, it's become, in every way, whether it's life or everything else, we see that at the root, the commonness of everything comes down to something very simple. Those are the two facets that we recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu with. So the Shlemus of HaKor and HaKadosh Baruch Hu lies in both. We wear Tfilon Shal Roish and Tfilon Shal Yad. The Tfilon Shal Roish has compartments. The Tfilon Shal Yad has the Muna. The Tfilon Shal Yad is against our heart. It comes connected the Lev. And it's all of the all of the parishes in one. That means in the aside of machshav of a person, in his ability to think and understand, distinction, hagdara, is where the hakar of Hakadosh Baruch Hu lies. Each parsha is distinct unit and a distinct bias. Because the koyach of the mind is the koyach to be able to give each thing its own metzias, to define it, to describe it, and to give it its place. There's a koyach in the lave. The lave is something that doesn't have the ability to divide itself up. Levechad, yichad lev, all your heart. That requires that all of the tefisa that we have in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, all the parashas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu come as one. And together they are Ashlemus. Each one stands on its own. Each one is able 
to, um, to is a mitzvah on its own, whether a full mitzvah or not, that's a longish question. But it certainly is an entity on itself. But the shlemus of dveikus in emunah nakadosh baruch who lies when you have the oisal yedecha and the toitafis beinecha. That is our dveikus in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in both these inyanim. The human being, being, the, being the, the, the person, the entity, that is meant to express HaKadosh Baruch Hu's emis in the world, he does it through Dibur. But Dibur consists of two strata. The Balatanya, it's in his Drushim in the Kutatayra and Rosh Hashanah, says that Dibur is primarily a product of the mind, and Koil is primarily a product of the heart. Havla Daliba, different references. Dibur, the word that uses to describe effective Dibur is called chitoch adibur. It's when each word is sharply defined, not slurred, and, and we describe something as crisply as possible, as, 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 uh, um, as exactly as possible. That's the koyach of dibur. And the koyach of koyl is something that requires a gathering up of the entire person's feelings, sense of things, and bringing it out. Give us these two powers that they must, they, they are woven into each other. There is no Dibur without coil, there's no real coil, there's a tsaaka, but almost meaningless coal without Dibur. And therefore, a person's messias of Dibur, a person's, a person's tactic of expressing the emiss of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, lies only through an interaction of Dibur and Koil. I guess for many of us who came to Ramesha, who found Ramesha, what, what the void that we had was that we had two different connections to Torah, to Akadish Baruch, to everything about it. We were connected through the world of Dibur. And there are many people that say nice things, beautiful things, academic things, um, enlightening things, but dead. No, no chiyas. There isn't an ashama in it. And yes, one very much wants to admire the world, understand it understand all the different 
regardless of a Kaddish in every nuance of the Bria. But something about it was disconnected. There are people who found a Kaddish and they express it. But it's a simplicity that precludes any discerning, any knage of nuance in the particularities of the Bria. Imagine you're standing in a beautiful, magnificent garden or forest, and one person reads you all the statistics about how the flowers grow and the particularities of each one and, and, and the color and the unique properties and, and the, the, the strange, exotic, you know, unique features of each flower and so on and so forth. And that's, that's what he does. And you understand the flowers and the, all the particularities and everything. And a second person stands and says, it's all nonsense, it's only Akkadish Baruch Hu. Each one is half of a picture which means that neither is the picture. And it's dissatisfying when in the place that there seems to be seichel, there's no lev, and in the place that there seems to be lev, there's no seichel. And it's very hard, because if HaKadosh Baruch Hu made us to be makir elokus in a certain way, then it's only possible to do it in a certain way. And anything short of that, and certainly anything that's a bifurcation of it, will leave a person terribly dissatisfied. For those of us that were zeichet to come in to Ramosha, it, it was for us the perception First of us to hear the coil and dibur as one. It was incredible that Reb Moshe would say whatever Shiri said, the chachma of the words, the understandings, the nuances, the diyukim, the depth, the hekif, everything that Seichel dwells on was there. And you walked out and you were enlightened. Incredibly. But the coil, wherever he spoke, there was a simple, a simple coil of bikush. It was as, as multifaceted and as varied and, and, and as nuanced as his dibble was, so was his coil plain, coming from the depths of his neshama and expressing itself in those words. He read, I remember he read Aksuba of my daughter's wedding. Every word was put into its place exactly. People didn't know Aramaic would know what he said, with the diok, with the lush, with the grandmas he could do. But, but there was also somebody reading a ksuba, somebody reading a, a, a promise to be miyakir and, and to be meizin and kegav and, yudoyen. And you felt it was not an exercise in grammar and linguistics. It was reading a ksuba 
by a Yiddish chasna is for Isha. He was incredible in each one by itself. But what made him unique was the fact that they were one. The Dibur and the Koyal come from two different ends. And yet, by him, they came one, the way they should be. The Koyach of Dibur and Seichel conquers. It's, it's, it masters. When I've cracked the secret of something and I understand it, I've mastered it. That's the Koyach of Dibur. The Koyach of Koyal is submission. And in every Dibur of Moshe, there was the incredible mastery of an Indian through his Seichel and a submission to the one above that was the same distance from the center as was his mastery. It's something that in Koyches HaNefesh is almost an impossibility. Even in the Torah, that he said as person, he considered himself to be of the Goyans Cheda primarily. The 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 the, the Goyans the, the Goyans Torah was his Torah Semis. The Leshim considered himself to be Mamshak the Goyans Torah. And that was the that was the basis for everything. Every word of the Goyan was to him Yokar Yukarim and despite the fact that the Goyen is so laconic and so brief, he was able to tease out and explain myriad amount of halachas. That was one part of him. He told me once in a conversation that he met a Yid in Mansi. His name was Rav Shor who was a Talmud of the Malach. The Malach was a great Hasidic figure, a... Um, a, a sort of a branch of, of Chabad and Balatanya, well, it was much later, but that was the... And Ramesha told me, I saw on this person's face the Kedusha and the Tara that this is what the Baal Shem Tev meant. And I seriously toyed with the idea of dropping everything and coming and sitting at his feet for a tkufa. So Reb Moshe's Seichel and Das is the Goyen, but when he sees somebody who's cold cooling the tour in an Amuna that comes from a very, very deep place, then he said, I, was, I wanted to drop everything and come be there. I seriously gave it some thought. He told me once that on a Friday afternoon, when I learned when it's a long Friday afternoon, I have a chance to learn the Kutatar, it's about Atanya's works on, on Chumash, more Drashis. It's a different Shabbos for me. It's a stira if a person is Gairis one or the other. If a person's Yiddishkeit comes in one dimension, either the heart or the mind, then the two are at loggerheads. But Moshe's personality had the extraordinary depth of having the heart and the mind work together and in tandem. 
And there was no steer there. Let's go back to the Rambam. Moshe Moshe means when I need to accept somebody's words as coming from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I need to accept two premises. One is that he hears HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And one is that he's telling over accurately that he understands it and is able to give it words that the words I hear are an accurate reflection of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Those are two halves. It's almost, we have people who listen very intently, then don't have the ability to quite give it over well. And there are people that are intent on saying their own, and they don't listen that carefully. I'm saying it on a very low level, but on a, on a higher diagram, the person can have a tremendous kayak of a chacham, but not be mushrash in the tuah in the shayrish. A person can be mushrash in the tuah in the shayrish, but not have the ability to give it over properly in a way that's emis to its mocker. If Moshe Moshe is leipasik, like we saw the Messiah that the Bereshai brings, Moshe Moshe leipasik means aspakaya mi'ira. It means the Moshe that's communicating to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the Moshe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling Lechem Marlehem, are one and the same Moshe. That's the only Torah that's absolutely emis. I can meet a person who's very smart and tell me all sorts of smart things, but I don't quite believe that he's yearning from Torah and he's getting, it's the Dvar Hashem that I'm getting. It's his Dibur. And sometimes I can meet a person who I think is Mushrash and, and, and yearning from the Shairish. But his interpretation of it, his, 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 his translation of it into reality and into Tachlis, I might feel is short. It's only when you have a Moshe Moshe Leipasek, when there's no bifurcation from the Moshe that's in Ephraim Baruch Hu, to the Moshe that gives it over, that's when that Torah is Emes. The Zerah Kodesh says it's something that the people in the Sasfarad say it every day as, or should say it every day as Hakdama to the Tefillah. There's a Pasach el And I assume the reason why it's said is because since the Sasfarad, there's a big Indian to be Mechav in different Kavanis. The Kavanis that you Mechav in the Tefillah are all being comprehending the different aspects of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, how it is that he interacts with the Bria. It's sort of, quote-unquote, making sense out of the different things and how they work. And the Pesach al is, al says, Rebbein you are one. You are someone that Machshava cannot grasp. You have decided to interact in the world in ten different ways, which are called spheres. What it includes everything, everything that Kosh Prophet interacts with us. And he says, but 
the core of it, the heart of these different spheres, are you and only you. And when it's unplugged from you, it's dead and lifeless. And it goes on later and it says, it's like a tree that draws its life from the stream on the ground. And when that seizes, the tree with all its fruits and leaves and the whole array of everything you see on the tree shrivels up and dries out. So too, HaKadosh Baruch who created many, many ways of interacting with the Bria. And each and every one of them has its own G'darim. There's the Midas Rachm HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Din of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Mishpat. Each and every one of them has a whole Shulcharuch, has a whole understanding of what it is, and how it is, and why it is, and when it is, and so on. And it's important to know it as such. Because if HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world like that, then we need to do it. Just like all the mitzvahs in the Torah are Ratzon Hashem, and yet each one has its own Mesechta. Each one has its own Sugyas. We can't pattern ourselves from learning different things by saying, well, the bottom line is, Lama Toikin, Rachmana Ama Tiku. That's not. So on the one hand, from its manifestation in our world, it requires seichel and das to understand each and every detail. And then it requires saying, but all of this is just an expression. An expression of one thing. And that's HaKadosh Baruch Hu's My own emotions or person needs to be able to connect in two different ways that are almost impossible. It needs to connect by breaking my head and working out all the distinctions and then turning my heart on and feeling the unity of it all. That's what the Kuzari says is the basis. This is everything that's taught in the Sfarim that teaches the Pneumis. That's what they teach us. I don't know. I don't have a faintest idea of what Ramayisha knew, way beyond what any of us imagines. The little he shared with us was extraordinary. But the one thing that I know, and that every person who felt himself bound to him, with those avuses ava, with that bikush nefesh with the feeling that this is where the mishabah to the emis, was that at the same time that the branches and the fruit was blossoming, there was a yanika from the ground as we were exploring the morabu masecha Hashem. We were feeling ata echad and einet vulvadim. Almost an impossible task. The Zohar says, he speaks about the diff- these different properties, these different yonim 
of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And it says, V'kad mischabrin kulo nehoirin kechada. Each and every one of these lights, each and every one of these teachings of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, manifestations, um, expressions, are all called a light. They enlighten us. Each midah that we deal with, each mitzvah, each pasik, every single element is a light. It enlightens us. But when all of these lights come together, ikrum yukna de malka, that's called the tzura of the melech, kaviyachol. We have a marshal. We know that we have many colored lights. And yet when all those colors come together in a prism, they become a white light. And the person needs to hold on to both ends of that prism simultaneously. Ramesh's words have been stilled. His words came to a stop. We have the old words, we have the words that they awakened in us, the understandings. The coil, it says, coil godel, the Yosef, Fursim, Leipasik, that coil is Leipasik. He's in the world where the Diburim and the coil are one, where all those Oiris are misachid, and they become Dukna de Malka. He left us a hole, a gaping hole between the mind and the heart. Yes, we can sometimes feel Kavana and feel turned on, and we can sometimes understand or try to understand. But that this, in the same deep explanation of a very difficult Goyen, there should be such an aching, pining Yerushalayim as his mind was brilliantly opening up a Goyen, his heart was pining, yearning for what's beyond. Where are those words leading me to? Where did they come from? And only a person that was able to hear it had a Kesha to it. That void that he filled for us, for all of us who came in Waniksha, that, I think, is what we found. May his be that we remember that there was a coil there was a Moshe Moshe, there was a person in our generation, Kefir Kainu, who had this Pachim of Leipasik, a Moshe in our whose personality and understanding were Mikshachas, who could see the diversity and breadth of the Bria. There wasn't anything that was outside of his Tchum of interest. Anything that had chachma to it drew him. And there'll be a thousand stories. 
about people in different areas, people in different disciplines, different places. He always needed to see and understand and find everything. And yet his, his panim was always a simple, uh, profound yearning and pining for the beyond. That was our demus of someone that Adam is Bitsalikim, this Dyukna Malka, which combines those those different lights into one light. The combination thereof was his Dyukin. May his Dyukin remain for us a shining Dyukna, an understanding that Shlemus requires Mizel Mizeh, that it's possible for a person who doesn't overrule his mind with his heart or his heart with his mind, but pushes both to their extreme, it's possible to have that Selim Lakim, that Yukta de Malka. And may that oil that he brought to the world and to our lives be mayor so that at least we know the direction that we should be heading to. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.